everybody. Welcome back to Ronin Rabbit, the Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. Keep in mind, uh, for those of you that are new, this is a spoiler podcast. For those of you that have been journeying along with me, you know that already. Today's discussion is centered on Usagi Ojimbo Volume 1, issue number 24, dated September 1990, entitled Lone Goat and Kid which uh, I'll say up front is a play on probably my favorite piece of sequential storytelling that I have encountered to date. Lone Wolf and Cub is at the very top of my list. I always recommend it to people who are wanting to know something good to read in sequential art, in black and white, in comic books period, in anything and anywhere that I can insert Lone Wolf and Cub, I do. Uh, Excellent story. Um, anyways, Lone Godin Kid opens up with uh, Yagi pushing Gorogoro in their uh, baby cart in the buggy. And as they're proceeding, somebody yells from behind Yagi and he stops. And we see it's what, two, four, six, seven uh, samurai here that stop him. They indicate that they're looking for him because he is wanted for being a traitor. Uh, out of Lord Heroni's uh, retinue, and because he has left Lord Heroni's uh, employ and is working as an assassin, these samurai must be from Lord Heroni. Uh, they take issue with who he is and what he's doing, and they all seven decide to attack at the same time, which is something you don't normally see. A lot of times in groups, you know, they'll attack in ones or twos, making it easier for our protagonist to dispatch them. But at this time, all seven attacked at one time. Uh, six maintained that attack. The seventh turned his attention to Gorogoro in the cart and decided he was going to kill him, as I'm sure he felt that his six buddies had uh, Yagi uh, under control. Well, there are uh, issues about the cart here. It has been rigged to uh, help protect Gorogoro in a vi- variety of ways. Uh, Goro triggers one of those offensive weapons and kills the samurai, a a sword being dispatched through one of the handles on either side, uh, kind of like wheelbarrow handles. Um, It uh, sticks out perpendicular to its, its path, and he kills that samurai, and we see next that Yagi is cleaning off his sword, we assume correctly, having dispatched the other six. So... Uh, he proceeds on his way, leaving these seven would-be assassins laying in the road. We cut to the mansion of Counselor Wakami, aid, uh, we don't know what level aid, to Lord Hironi. And he's talking to his fellow counselors, Tedan and Kagehana. Uh, all three are concerned about the fact that they have been trying to dispatch Yagi and Gorogoro and have not been successful as Wakami brings word that the most recent attempt, which was the seven samurai we just saw, failed. So they're discussing what to do to accomplish this task and uh, keep it from Lord Hironi. Uh, until it is done that way, they can take credit for having successfully accomplished this that Lord Hironi apparently would find beneficial in that uh, one of his samurai has gone rogue. 
So they're discussing. Uh, we see that Wakami has come up with another plan uh, that involves this Ronin that he has heard of, uh, Miyamoto Usagi, most recently heard of because he helped protect a mountain village from a ninja attack and fought a duel against General Oyaneko and defeated him, uh, leaving Oyaneko alive, but defeated him. Oyaneko being uh, someone who they are familiar with as well. So he, Wakami, uh, has decided that what they will do is get Yagi and Gorogoro to take a uh, contract to kill Usagi in in the uh, in the hopes that Usagi will be better and kill Yagi if not uh, Yagi kills Usagi which is good because then a ronin is out of the picture and they don't have to worry about him interfering which he just did in this village as it is we also see that Wakami doesn't value uh, the assistance of his two fellow counselors here very highly as he says to himself that you know, no matter what happens, that he is going to dispatch the two of them also. And regardless of exactly what happens, all of the credit he will take, uh, eliminate any possible uh, witnesses or others who can take part of that credit. So he's double, triple, quadruple dealing here as, as it is. Uh, we move ahead and we see Usagi uh, as he is continuing on his path. He is very suddenly beset upon by two, four, six, seven samurai also. They just attack him out of nowhere. He quickly dispatches them, tries to question, you know, who are you? What are you doing? He assumes they're brigands, but upon closer inspection, he sees that they're, you know, very well groomed, very well fed. Uh, they uh, attacked in, in a manner. Uh, not like typical brigands, you know, they were unified, and, and so he he assumes that they're brigands, but in the back of his mind, he's thinking, well, you know, all of this is, uh, these things say that they're not, there's something else at play here, but as far as he can tell, it's just a, a group of brigands that he kills. Up on the hill, we see Lord Wakami and let's see which counselor was it here Kagahana uh, as uh, Wakami has set this up as evidence of what Usagi can do to convince his two counselors uh, Wakana being the witness to the uh, the correctness of Wakami's plan so he is he is convinced uh, the plan moves forward we then see a merchant uh, in, in a nearby town offering uh, Yagi the contract and explaining to him that uh, Oyaneko was killed by this man who is also causing trouble for the local town, Usagi. We find out that Yagi um, and Oyaneko served together under Lord Higashi, who was the father of Lord Hironi. So that immediately puts in my mind, although it doesn't appear to be by the way that they're drawn, that Yagi is close to Oyaneko's age, although Oyaneko was quite old. So not sure, maybe Yagi was a young, you know, young buck. Uh, he's a goat, no 
pun intended there, uh, young recruit or something like that. But he served under Oyanenko when Oyanenko was serving under uh, Higashi, father to Lord Hironi. So he he has a uh, an honor um, a bond there that he must uh, ret- uh, try to, to make up for some of Oyanenko's lost honor by fighting and hopefully uh, dispatching Usagi. He takes the contract, Yaki does, uh, immediately demands 500 ryo, ryo as payment, which the merchant is uh, very, you know, struck by that amount. Uh, it's a very large amount. But for the contract, he, uh, he does pay it. And we see that not only is he... Um, doing this, but he also is trying to garner favor from Counselor Wakami, who was hiding, overheard everything, and came out to congratulate this merchant for uh, putting this contract in place, uh, for pushing the plans forward. We then um, cut to Usagi as he is traveling, several beautifully drawn panels of the vistas that he's traveling through. We've seen a distance of figure approaching, and we see also written the creak, creak, creak of the wheels as they turn, which in um, Lord uh, in uh, Lone Wolf and Cub uh, is termed Gara Gara as it as it spins, and that is used several times throughout the uh, the story in several different ways. Those words, so we we see a play on that here in the Creek Creek. Um, Yagi comes up, stops, asks. Are, are you Maimoto Usagi? He says, yes. Um, Yagi then explains what he's doing, explains why he's doing it. The two face off. Um, immediately, not immediately, but after this discussion, Yagi uh, presses the attack first by breaking off a part of the cart that... Uh, ejects a blade and he throws it as a spear at Usagi. Usagi avoids. Uh, They charge at each other. Usagi has pulled both blades to attack, which is uh, hasn't been the normal for when Usagi is defending himself or pushing the attack. He seldom, that I can recall, has used both blades at the same time. But here he finds it necessary. Uh, Yagi is only using the one. So, uh, several panels of the fight, the two seem very, very evenly matched, uh, such that Usagi decides to use some, uh, you know, questionable tactics in that now he he is uh, using his feet, trying to kick and push off uh, less honorable methods, uh, perhaps. On a bluff overlooking the valley, or uh, in my uh, part of the country, we would call this uh, a mountain overlooking the holler where the battle is taking place. We see a, a small retinue of Wakami's men, uh, numbering 40, actually. Uh, Wakami, the other two counselors, the merchant, and 40 soldiers, all overlooking, ready to rush in and finish dispatching whomever of this duel is not dispatched in the duel. So they're there to clean up, basically. Um, as they watch, Usagi gets the upper hand. Um, Yagi is uh, loses his weapon and is told by Usagi that if he does retrieve the weapon, he will get killed. So he hesitates. In that hesitation, uh, Goro Goro uses some of the trickery of the buggy 
to attack Usagi in that he uh, has triggered a, a trap that fires uh, small blades at Usagi, kind of like darts, and Usagi bats them away until Goro Goro basically runs out of ammunition. During that uh, brief pause, Yagi was able to retrieve his sword, uh, forces his attack back on Usagi. This time, as he is attacking Usagi, Goro Goro also attacks Usagi, strikes him with a uh, a weighted chain that that shoots out of the front of the buggy, uh, hitting Usagi in the shoulder, numbing the one arm um, so that he he can't use his sword, but he unfortunately drops the other sword as well, so now he is completely unarmed. Yagi pushes the attack, and in order to save himself, Usagi flings himself over a cliff off a hill, and he rolls down. At the sight of this, it appears that Yagi has won. Wakami sends his men down the hill, leading them, actually, so he doesn't send them. He leads his men down the hill to attack Yagi, finish this whole thing up. Yagi looks, recognizes that the merchant is there, um, realizes that things are not you know what they seem that he is behind this attack too oh well i've been tricked which i'm sure just lends fire uh to what he's feeling right now in the midst of his uh, duel with usagi and is just immediately beset upon by one two three four five six seven eight ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen samurai in this one panel um hacking and slashing his way through them panel after panel uh we have the three counselors and the merchants kind of slowly riding up on the scene as they're, you know, confident that their samurai retinue is going to take care of this problem. As they're discussing what's going on and what's going to happen next, Wakami takes the opportunity and kills the merchant. And then he turns on his two fellow counselors and kills them as he has been planning to do the whole time. We were aware of. We weren't aware that he was going to kill the merchant, but uh, it, it makes sense. So now the only person left that can be connected to everything is Wakami, which is what he wants. Uh, We see the battle finally is going uh, Yagi's way as he is defeating samurai after samurai until finally the morale is broken and those that are left uh, decide to run. In the running, uh, Yagi chases them down and kills them. Everyone is dispatched. He now faces down uh, Counselor Wakami, who uh, for whatever reason stayed there. I don't know why he would have stayed, seeing how things were going. But Wakami uh, decides that he is going to use Goro Goro against Yagi, and tells him, tells Yagi that if he does not stop, that he's going to push Goro Goro's cart down over the hill, killing him. A um, couple things happen here that put me more in mind of uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. Uh, Wakami refers to Yagi as a demon, um, because he is so able to kill, and he is so good at it. Um, no one can stand alone against 40 seasoned warriors, Wakami says. You must be a demon. And I'll get back to that here in a second. Um, as he's threatening Gorogoro, basically Yagi says, go ahead. He's the son of a samurai. He lives to die. He expects this anyways. I expect it also. Um, doesn't matter. Wakami still keeps pushing the issue. You know, if you don't leave me alone, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him. Finally, Goro Goro triggers yet another uh, offensive weapon that's on the buggy. It uh, sword 
flip, flips out and stabs Wakami, killing him. And in death, as he uh, succumbs and falls over, in falling over, he pushes the buggy over the hill. Uh, it starts to roll down the hill. We see Yagi react. Uh, in several panels ago, he was content, or seemed content, feigning content with contentment, rather, with Gorogoro's death. Now we see that that's not the case, that it is an issue to him. Five panels of the cart going down the hill, f- uh, going off the edge and falling and crashing, being destroyed at the bottom. Uh, Yagi running down the hill, screaming his name over and over and over again, Gorogoro, over and over, until he gets to the bottom of the hill uh, at the edge of the cliff that the buggy went over, and there stands Usagi holding Gorogoro. The kid is very happy to see his dad, exclaiming, Papa, Usagi asks, now can we stop this worthless feud? Or, uh, let's see, fight, he says. Duel, I guess would be a better word for it. Um, Yagi now is fully aware of what all was transpiring with this. He apologized to Usagi. Gorogoro takes, uh, he's holding the um, money that they got. I guess as he was, uh, as Usagi, I guess, pulled him out of the buggy, he managed to pull out the, the 500 Ryo, hands them to Yagi as, as a way of saying something, and Yagi says, you're right. And he goes over and he empties the fee, he throws the fee down basically on Wakami and explains Assassin's Fee returned contract cancelled. And the final panel here, um, Lone Goat and Kid walking away. They say farewell and good luck on your path, Ronin. On your path, okay. Usagi responds, and to you, Lone Goat and Son, good luck on the road to hell. Now that, again, is a reference to Lone Wolf and Cub in that several times throughout that story, Lone Wolf refers to the path that they travel uh, physically, metaphysically, metaphorically, as my fumato, which is one of the six Buddhist uh, paths, and it is uh, defined loosely as uh, the path to the Buddhist hell, the way of demons and damnation, the way that they travel. So, and the reference to lone goat as a demon, uh, all of the usages of the word path, all in reference to lone wolf and cubs, my fumato among many, many other references in the story. Um, There's no reason to talk about them all. It would have been too long, but I I believe that was a very important reference because my fumato is a concept that governs lone wolf and cub from the very beginning of the story to the very end. comes up time and time again. So I I thought that it was was an important connection to make there that uh, Mr. Sakai is referencing that work uh, that, uh, that strongly, using that. All right, a couple, a uh, couple little quick feedback notes here. I, I want to thank uh, Steve. He is the administrator of the Usagi Ojimbo Facebook page. Uh, he sent a copy of the backup story for issue 34 to me, uh, entitled Usagi's Ark. He sent that to me via Facebook. Uh, so I, I thanked him on the website where he told me, and also here in the in the show. Thank you, Steve, for that very much. I, I read that and, and enjoyed it quite a bit. Also. Um, 
Steve uh, writes here on the website, Komori, uh, K-O-M-O-R-I, or K-O-U-M-O-R-I, is Japanese for bat, because I said I wasn't exactly sure what it meant, but that's what I thought. He says, but uh, I'm not sure which spelling is supposed to be correct, whether it's the first O or O-U. And then he goes on to talk about some things here about the website and whatnot. So again, thank you, Steve, very much for that feedback. It's uh, appreciated. Steve is probably the uh, most vocal of my uh, listeners, supporters, uh, and definitely uh, is uh, is of benefit to the podcast because he allows us to post notice on the Usagi Ujimbo uh, dojo Facebook page, which is, uh, is is very positive as far as uh, number of eyes that see it there. Next time out, Usagi Ujimbo Volume uh, 1, Issue 25, cover dated November 1990. Um, let me see if I can get what that story is called here for you real quick. It is The Bridge is the title of that story. So thanks a lot, guys. If you want to leave some feedback, um, there are a variety of ways. Email is usagipodcast at gmail.com. As I have mentioned several times, and I will mention it yet again, I post when the episodes go live. I post a notice on the Usagi Ujimbo Dojo Facebook page. Also, Ronin Rabbit is on Google+. If you're on Google+, it has its own page. And the website is bigtimenoise.com slash Rabbit, which is a part of the comic book noise family, which is a part of the larger deliberate noise family. So check both of those out for a lot of your podcasting needs, a lot of uh, stuff to choose from there. As far as the Ronin Rabbit, thanks a lot for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license. 